Welcome to another episode of Your Music Saved Us, where two friends blast ourselves into the past to relive and recontextualize the alternative Christian music we grew up listening to in the 1990s. My name's Clifton, and I'll be your host for this expedition. And joining me to decipher this cryptic emblem of our youth is a man whose laundry is all undone. Jay, how are you doing? I'm good, Clifton, and that's actually kind of true. My laundry is undone <laughs> today. It's Mine too. I, I left. We left ours in the dryer last night because we were too tired, and so it's, it's probably wrinkly now. We got to restart. You so. know what I do when I do that? Maybe this is a secret hack, or maybe this is just lame. I'll <laughs> usually get. We have like a sink right next to our washer and, mm-hmm. and dryer, so what I'll do is just grab like a cotton T-shirt or something, get it wet, <laughs> well, like out of the dryer. One of the ones, get it wet, get it pretty wet, throw it back in there with the new dryer sheet. You know, clean out mm-hmm. the lint filter, whatever, and just let it run for like half an hour. And usually, it kind of steams up and takes the wrinkles out and. Ours actually has a setting for that. What? Has, yeah, ours has like a steam unwrinkle thing. Like, yeah. Oh, then I would totally leave stuff in the dryer <laughs> all the time. Because, <laughs> like, why not? I mean, it totally wastes exactly. power. But, like, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jay, what are we listening to? We are listening to Roadside Monuments 1996 full-length debut and then i'm going to tell you i don't i've heard this said two different ways but beside this brief hexagonal or beside this brief hexagonal your choice okay i've always <laughs> said hexagonal yeah i you know i thought this was true too right because it's a hexagon right but i think if you're describing something if it's an if it's if it's an adjective it's hexagonal right mm. but if it's a noun it's hexagonal okay fair is hexagonal even a noun though I don't know. It's maybe they've just cut off stuff besides this brief hexagonal, you know, it's going to describe something else. I don't know. We're thinking way too much about this title. <laughs> All right. I'm going to Marion Webster right now. I just feel like I listened to somebody else talking some interview with Roadside, and I think they said hexagonal. Our only adjectives here. So there's hexagonally is an adverb. Oh, you're right. So no, it's not a noun. No nouns here. Well, I'm going to make it a noun and, and make it make it hexagonal. How about that? I yeah, mean, it's fine. It's what you get for yeah. naming your album something so weird, right? <laughs> Man, these emo bands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, w- w- how hard was this to listen to? Not hard. Yeah. It's on Spotify. Thank goodness. I will say, though, unfortunately, the songs off their EP, like split EPs and stuff, are not on Spotify, which is a real pity because those are very good. So if anyone's listening that can do anything about that, please put those somewhere you know, it's easier to stream i wonder if stuff like that just doesn't show up because the record company are like how do i list this i don't know moving mm, on true you know? <laughs> it's like that's what streaming has has streaming 
everything under an artist has become too too complicated for well, us. Well, and and it's true because you will find sometimes like remember Bloodshed we found like under some yeah. like Indonesian band or something called uh-huh. Blood like the, so the sometimes stuff gets tucked away in the wrong place. So it yeah. you're right, maybe it's maybe out there. Maybe it's somewhere. out there. Yeah. Maybe if you type in roadside monument puller all as one word it shows up or something. I don't mm, know. There you go. <laughs> all right, Jay, was this played in your youth group? No. <laughs> yeah. 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 It would have got funny looks if someone had put this on, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, we getting preached at in this one? Mm, no. Really? I mean... I felt like we were, but okay. It did, did not, be, not preached yeah. at... Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, okay, okay. So, Jay, we, I, we, we, we're not good at this podcasting thing, obviously, because we keep forgetting to mention that we were on the Excommunication Station the podcast... Um, Chaz was on here and did Focused with us, and then we went on his podcast along with Chrissy and Donovan. But he wasn't on it. So Donovan was not there when we were on it. But the other day they actually had, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a patron over there, and the other day they had a, um, a hangout, like a, 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 a Zoom hangout with uh, with patrons, and there were, there were only like nine of us or so, I think, on the, on the hangout, but it was really fun. Yeah, it sounds like it was really good. I saw their post about that. So I was yeah. like, man, maybe I should become a patron. Um, <laughs> you should. Everyone should become a patron of Excommunication Station also. Yeah, so check check them out. I mean, I'm not necessarily going to plug our episode, although they kind of interviewed us and you might find yeah. it interesting, but you should definitely listen to other stuff. They just started a season on Carmen and it's going to be a lot. I've listened to the first one. I, but I'm waiting to listen to them all together because I don't know if I can handle multiple segments fair. of my life devoted to Carmen. Supposedly, you know? they've dug up some info on his sex life, so I'm very what? interested to learn about Carmen's <laughs> sex life. It's weird to say that, but yeah, I am. We jokingly, I, I, I made a joke in in our interview with them. They asked what we wanted from the Carmen one thing, and I said that I wanted to hear about the behind the scenes of 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 Carmen doing coke on his his on the set of his doing those weird um <laughs> videos of his but if we can't get coke I'm fine with sex well, scandal too, I will so. say on the first episode there is a mention of coke and I don't want to say much more and ruin it for you but it's it's pretty entertaining so um <laughs> is it coca-cola or is it oh no okay <laughs> I'm excited anyways <laughs> Everyone should go uh, check out Excommunication Station. Great yep, podcast. Absolutely. All right, Jay, before we move on, I want to uh, remind everyone that you can join our patreon.com slash YMSU to contribute and to get extended episodes. And right now, I want to thank our patrons. We have Julie Ross, who I uh, believe is a, um, a Knowledge Fight listener because I got an a e- email from her, but I forgot to respond. So, you know. Hopefully really this is a reminder to do that. Yeah. Brian P. Chris, quote, made my own, end quote, lane. The ghost of Larry Nichols, which is a knowledge fight reference. <laughs> uh, Gravity Head Zero. Chris Smith and Brock Ditus, who's actually been on the show already. So thank you all for contributing. And Jay, why don't you tell us a little bit about Roadside Monument? Roadside Monument started in either 1993 or 1994 in the Seattle area of Washington. At the time of this album, the band was Doug Florig on guitar and vocals, Todd Florence on bass, Mike Dente on guitar and vocals, and Joel Metzger on drums. And so kind of the backstory is prior to Roadside, 
Doug and Todd had been friends since like early middle school and had numerous bands since that time. Doug really liked drums, so originally he played drums. And their bands kind of morphed, and they finally had a band that they stayed with for a little while called Waterfront that, according to Doug, originally kind of ripped off Nirvana. But once Nirvana got big, it was kind of like, oh, we got to do something else. So they shifted and tried to sound more like tree people, which was Doug Marsh of, you know, of Built to Spill, his pre-Built to Spill band. But Waterfront ended when their singer left for college. And after that time, Doug kind of shifted to playing guitar. And then just one day, one of Todd's friends, Damien Gerardo, who's gone on to have a huge <laughs> career. It's funny, this, this small crew in Seattle that really knew a lot of people that have gone on to do great things in music. Anyway, he introduced Todd to Mike. They started jamming together. They needed a drummer. Mike knew Joel. And at this point, Todd reached back out to his longtime friend Doug to see if he wanted to join. And they all met up to jam. And supposedly, even at their first practice, Todd brought a bass line he'd been working on. And by the end of the session, they had one of their first songs called Seed that we're going to get to in a minute. But anyway, they kept practicing on like a weekly basis, had their first shows about two months later. And at some point during this period, it's been a little fuzzy depending on the source, but Matt Johnson, who played drums in Don't Know, Blenderhead, and later became a Roadside Monument member, told Brandon Ebel of Tooth and Nail about them. And again, depending on which version of the story you hear, either he held up a phone <laughs> during their practice because they practiced <laughs> at Matt's house, the House of Funk. Or he came to the practice, not clear, but he signed them to Tooth and Nail. Um, and technically, their very first release was a seven inch called My Life is Green that came out in 1995. And then this album came out in April of 1996. I will say, if you've heard a Roadside Monument, but maybe never heard them, it's probably because of their two albums that came after this that they seem <laughs> to be, those are much more popular and the band kind of shifted in style quite a lot um and we're hoping to cover those later but we thought this would be a nice one to start with since it's their first one so jay when did uh when did this come okay wait hang on hang on before we get to that clifton i want to play a game okay we're gonna do something new all right i'm gonna read you some lyrics and you guess who you know which band or artist wrote them and i'll give you a hint it's from this the same era mid to late 90s all right are you ready Okay. Okay, here you go. Standing alone in a forest, my shield secured by prayer, spiritual warfare surrounds me. I pass through, standing firm, holding on for life. God's grace is sufficient for me. Creed. Not Creed. Got any other guesses? <laughs> I don't know, the, the, the forest thing reminds me a little bit of um, when we covered uh, Joy Electric. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not that, though. Not that though. Okay, uh, I don't know. Stavesacre. Who else has these overdramatic lyrics? Well, actually, that's from this album. It's song number nine, "Boasting oh. in Weakness," <laughs> which I know may seem funny to you if you, if anybody listening is like knows Roadside because that sounds the exact opposite of anything Roadside will do after this, which because they pretty much leave all the Christian stuff well behind. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's actually from this album, and we'll get to that, but. A little bit strange, right? <laughs> okay. Well, when when did this come into your life, Jay? <laughs> um, I think around when it came out. So that spring of '96. At this point, like, I'm vaguely aware of the term emo 
I think mm-hmm. mostly because of Bloodshed. And then I think that I'm Your Biggest Fan compilation. And it wasn't clear to me if that came out before or after this release. It was around the same time that that comp dropped. Um, and yeah. so I was hearing, I'm seeing and hearing this word emo. Again, I grow up in the Christian scene. My, Like you've said before, our local Christian bookstore is basically like our record store. So I have no other like, I don't think at this point I've heard any of the other like real <laughs> emo bands, yeah, you know that are more well known that are not like Christian. So, but emo emo was in the subtitle of "I'm Your Biggest Fan," right? And again, so that's I, my only yeah. And I know when people referred to Bloodshed, they talked about it, yeah. Um, and so I thought, okay, I don't exactly <laughs> know what this is, but I'll check this out. So, how did, did this album click with you at the time? To be fair, no. <laughs> yeah. I liked it okay. And I just remember kind of wishing it was more melodic. I think mm-hmm. I was wanting something like Driver 8 or Plank yeah. Guy or something yeah. else that kind of Tooth the Nail was doing at the time. And this yeah. was not that. Yes. that That's my experience with this album as well. That I liked some of the songs quite a bit. But I, I did wish it was more melodic and, and, and less chaotic maybe yeah yeah i i agree <laughs> i i just think i was expecting something a little bit different yeah and i i can't i can't overstress for some reason how much my expectations influenced what i listen like how how i like things back then it's kind of like you know when you're gonna go to take a, a drink of something and you and you take a drink of something else on accident you know and mm. like you're like oh what the hell was that you know yeah yeah, and that's kind of how listening to things was for me back then. I'm like, well, this isn't what I'm looking for. Back on the shelf, even if it was good, it's just like back on the shelf. Well, and to be fair, sometimes maybe you didn't have a, a chance to listen to it first, and so you're s- spending your money on something oh, yeah. that, like, you know, okay, it looks kind of cool. It's on this label that I like. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've seen an ad for it, so you think I'll give it a chance. Um, but that's it. Like you've had no other chance to sample it, try it. And so there's a lot riding on that. And you, you put it in and you're like, oh, this is not, it's not exactly what I was. Yeah. And, for. and I think, you know, coming off of I'm your biggest fan, which is how definitely how I first heard Roadside. And then I heard this album. I, uh, my life is green is such a great song. Yeah, I agree. I went back and re-listened to that before this. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a girl name actually is is kind of in the same vein, but really the rest of the album is not. Let's get into it though. Okay. All right. Yeah, I want to share one other funny <laughs> memory. Um, I was at Cornerstone '96, the very first time I went to Cornerstone, and at Cornerstone they always had like a big merch tent, like. The bands might set up near the stages when they played too, but like throughout the whole weekend, there was like a massive tent that just had booth after booth after booth after booth of like bands, record labels, whatever, selling stuff. Um, so like, yeah, you know, I don't know how much money I spent on, it's like all my lawn mowing money, you know, taking and just <laughs> blowing on stuff there. But I remember I was, I must've been at the tooth and nail table or some table that had a lot of tooth and nail releases. And I remember kind of digging through stuff and some random dude next to me was just like held up this roadside CD and was like, I don't really like this. <laughs> just like out of the blue, kind of like, I don't really get this. And I remember being like, 
yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I, I wanted to like it. I didn't yeah. really get it. And I don't know you, dude. You're completely random. But, yeah. Fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, have Have you... Have you listened to this over the years again, or is this the first time going back to it? You know what? I have a little bit because I've become, I became a lot more interested in Roadside Monument later, and I got mm-hmm. more into those other two albums, and so I would revisit me this too. a little bit. Um, and it made me kind of appreciate it more. In fact, I definitely like it more now than I did back then. Hmm. Yeah, me too. I I had uh, during college at some point. There was like a year or two where I just listened to somewhat this album, but really uh, eight hours away from being a man. And um, what's the other one? It's the other one even more. I am the day of current taste. I am the day of current taste where I would just listen to those albums on repeat while working on projects. I don't know why they were just like really great concentration music, I think. <laughs> but I would listen to them while, 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 while designing or working on papers. And it was, man, I, I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah. Those are the kind of albums that, and hopefully we'll get to them soon on the show, but it's not really like a single, right? It's not like right, one song no. you pull out. You kind of need to listen to the nope. whole thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's, one, it's one thing together. <laughs> Very true. All right, Jay, so shall we jump in then? Sure. All right. We're uh, going off the first track, Oh So Fabled. Yeah, and this one, you know, I, I didn't notice till I re-listened it and kind of turned it up, but it, it has some kind of like... Sounds like they're tuning the guitar for a couple seconds, <laughs> yes. and then you hear rolling. Yeah, you really got to turn it up to hear it. Yeah, yeah, and then there's like a drum count count off, and then the whole band comes in. And it's like that da na 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 da na 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 da. You know, yeah. It's you know a little bit back and forth. You've got some lighter kind of strum guitar during the vocals, mm-hmm. but I like about a minute into it, it kind of slows down a little bit yeah it gets messier with the distortion and his vocals where he says and you make me feel so brave like just coming over that it sounds really nice And, and it, this may, this is one thing I want to say about this, and I think it's true, actually, a lot of this kind of emo of this era, is Doug does not have the greatest voice. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I don't think he'd argue with that. No. Um, and that's okay. And I think his voice really works for this style of music. And, and to be honest, I was thinking about this more. I was listening to a different podcast talking about emo and stuff. And I, I think whenever that shift was where it went away from this kind of messier, maybe not typical song structures into mm-hmm. more of like a traditional verse, chorus, bridge, all that stuff. And with a much cleaner, better vocal vocal style yeah. is when I kind of stopped liking emo. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. When, when, um, when I first played this, like when I, I was driving, I think I was leaving work and I put it on for the first time when I, when I listened to it for this. And when the vocals came in, I was like, 
fuck yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> it felt like being home again. Like it was just. <laughs> and I know that's weird because some people are probably like, but his vocals are not that great. And, and I get it, but it was just like, <laughs> it feels like emo really switched to something around like 99, 2000, 2001, somewhere yeah. in there where it became like hot topic stuff. And all the bands were like this kind of, you could argue better vocals, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Vocals became much more prominent. It became much more of like a pop song. I, yeah. I don't know. I like this. And one thing I really like throughout a lot of the songs that Doug does, it's to me, it seems like he definitely wrote the lyrics after the music because a lot oh. of the stuff just works really well over the music. Like mm-hmm. the sound, it just, I'll be honest, I don't know what the hell he's talking about half the time. <laughs> But it sounds really good over it, right? Yes. And you make me feel so brave. Like, just when that part comes in, it just sounds so good, you know? Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I I think that that opening, that dun-dun-dun-dun opening, like, when I was a kid, probably immediately turned me off. Yeah. At least from this song. Whereas this this song is actually a really great, melodic, atmospheric, like, just a nice, nice song. A lot of these songs shift quite a bit. Um, I was kind of trying to see like, you know, I was just talking about song structure, like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, like most of these don't have such a typical structure and they'll shift (laughs) quite a bit from the beginning. Yeah. So you're right. You hear that part of the beginning, but really like it shifts quite a bit later, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's a part in here where, like literally there's just a whole bridge where the it's mostly just bass and then guitar like doing a little bit of noodling over the top of it. And towards the end of that, the the uh the drums start coming in with a little bit of cymbals and the mixing on it is just, is first off is perfect because it just makes it feel so big, so atmospheric like you're in the room with them, but it's also just like that same kind of mixing sticks with Roadside later on and it it it, it just like it's just it fundamentally feels like roadside monument i want to play that So good. What's so, that guitar effect? So, I mean, so a guitar comes in and just really is it's, it's it's playing sevenths for major sevenths first off, um, kind of gives it that dissonant sound. But then, I'm pretty sure that what we're hearing there is just like a vinyl scraping. Like, oh, really? I thought it was some it's, the it's, other guitar. Maybe had some real weird ass effect on it. So it's either that or. I mean, I think so when you start stacking effects like chorus and um, like a flanger or something like that, you know, sometimes you can get that kind of sound, but it's super hard uh, to control it, <laughs> uh, which doesn't mean they, that's not what they did in the studio, because in the studio, you have all the time that you need. Right. So you can just do it until it's right. 
but it might just be literally just someone like with a, with a bunch of random effects on just kind of like scraping strings, like not actually playing anything, just like just against strings, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really the only time on this album that, that you hear that effect. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. And I, and I think they just did it to add some more chaos there, but it really, really works, I think. Mm-hmm. Can you go back and play the part that kind of leads into the chorus? I just think that fits really well over that. Yes. And to be honest, I don't think they have a chorus again in the song. They do that one time. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. And then it doesn't come back, uh, which is funny because it, it works really well. I wouldn't have mind like hearing it again, but yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that on this album, which I really came to appreciate digging into it is yes. these nice little parts that again, I don't know what the hell he's talking about, but it sounds good. <laughs> Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to anything else in the music of the song? You want to talk about the lyrics? Yeah, let's jump into the lyrics here. Can, can I read them? Sure. All right. Tie and come away. You make me feel so brave. You make me feel so wrong. There's not much I'd like to say. To push my pain along. There's no way to your dismay. Walking around your fate. I'll turn away even if I learn if I. What 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 the hell? <laughs> I mean, just wait, right? Other songs I feel like you're even less clear. I was wondering if this was like uh I don't know about a friend or a relationship that he knows isn't great for him, but he can't leave. Yeah. I I don't know. It could also just be like stream of consciousness consciousness kind of things or or like I've definitely written songs where I just like put in nonsense syllables and come back later on and 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 write something into it that doesn't necessarily have to make sense so long as it sounds cool. I, I mean, I think that may be more of what's going on. <laughs> and again, this yeah. is an album where I think like certain lines stand out and you may connect mm-hmm. with those. Yes, I agree. A whole like thing going on. And I I will say I listened to multiple podcasts trying to get a sense of like what their influences were for this album. Mm-hmm. And it unfortunately Doug never was super clear. He said he was listening to Sunny Day at this time. Well, okay, sure. you know, and and shudder <laughs> to think. But that's it. And I was hoping for a little bit more. But to be fair, Sunny Day on that second LP mm-hmm. did this a lot. Like that kind of just exactly like eh, you well, know, whatever, just singing whatever yeah. to fit it in there. And there's different stories about that LP, whether or not it was actually finished or not, whether they meant to go back and do real lyrics or not. But yeah, that is how it came out. That's how it was released. So maybe that's, you know, happening on these songs. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. It works for what it is again. <laughs> well, cool. Anything else on this song? No. Um, we can jump to song number two, Seed, which yeah. is the opposite as far as lyrics go, but we'll get to that in a <laughs> yes. minute. <laughs> all right track number two seed and this is the one i was talking about earlier this starts with that bass line that todd came up with um it's kind of like a strummed bass okay you know and then the guitar comes in over it and finally drums and 
So I have a new tool, a new, a new toy for this episode, Moises or something like that. M O I S E S. It is a service that will let you uh, upload tracks and it, it'll break it down into li- literally vocals, drums, bass, guitars like that. So let's, uh, let's listen to, um, the beginning of this with just, the, I'm, I'm going to leave everything in, but everything is turned way down except for the bass. That's pretty beautiful for just being like two chords, basically. Yeah, and supposedly that's the first thing Roadside ever did. Yeah. It's that right there. So yeah, I mean, you hear the band come in. Funny enough, vocals don't come in on this until about a minute yeah, after over a minute the song in, yeah. has started. And this is a song that Mike sings. Um, his voice isn't drastically different than Doug's, although I do think it probably sounds a little better here than it did on the 7-inch. My mm-hmm. Life is Green, even though I really like that song. Yeah. You know, you've got soft verse, louder chorus. <laughs> yes. I, I, think, I think this is like from the very beginning, but especially when the vocals come in. This sounds like 90s emo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like definitely like Branston listened to this, you know, like, right. This, this, or, or, or they're all pulling from the same influences. Yeah. This song is a little more standard format. I felt like. Yeah. And, and lyrically the way they say the lyrics, just a little more. In fact, I feel like what they did kind of to, I, I guess what you'd call the bridge for this song mm-hmm. just to add something different to it. Right. Um, they kind of changed it up there. They brought in, I'm assuming it's Doug screaming, <laughs> which is great. Um, I, by the way, did you figure out what he's saying? Cause I could not, I kept listening. No. And it was like, I don't know. <laughs> our new uh, tool here Let's turn the vocals up and everything else down right it's gonna sound creepy nope not still not clear <laughs> i thought you said or something like that's that? what i have thought yeah. it was but that makes no sense to me <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Not that most of the lyrics on this album do, but you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And this is another song where you really only have the verse and chorus one time. Right. The song kind of ends with that part you just played, and then it goes back to a quieter part of the song and just closes out. Yeah. Um, it The guitars, though, are, are really gorgeous on this song, just from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And yeah. It's 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 slower, but it's short. I mean, it's it's short, but it's it's kind of slow. 
and I think it's just a gorgeous song though. And I really like the screaming part. I think it really, that helps a lot. Cause yeah, I feel like yeah. it's a pretty traditional song structure and that kind of makes it a little bit weirder. Exactly. Um, I yeah. Agree. So I, you know, here's the big difference between Doug and Mike's songs is the lyrics, right? Okay. Can I read them for this one? Yeah. He says, every time I send the word, it will not come back void. And the, it will not come back void is in quotes. Every seed planted will grow. Is my heart good soil? His love is poured through me. His love is poured on me. Use me. Break me. An open wound. Healed. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really have a question about the first line. Every time I send the word. Because most of this reads to me like it's talking about a personal experience, but what, what's the word send have to do there? Because send to me is like preach or witness or something like that. Yeah. I, is that quoting something? Because there's quotes around it will not come back void. So is that right. a reference? I assume it was a, I've assumed it was Paul or something. Uh, oh, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Here you go. Isaiah 55, 11. Oh, uh, let me read it and not the King James here. Oh God, there's too many versions on this website. Um, how about the NIV? So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So sending the word, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, the, okay, cool. I assume that the first, I assume those first two lines then are about like something God is saying. Every time I send the word, it will not come back void. Mm-hmm. All right. Every seed planted will grow. Is my heart good soil? I really did not like that line. That's really kind of <laughs> painful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause that is, I don't know. I just, that was definitely a thought I had a lot. <laughs> yes. Not necessarily those specific words, but am I good enough? Basically. Right. Um, and it's am so, I broke? Am I broken enough? Right, and it's so frustrating because the whole essence of Jesus' message is that you are loved and you're enough, basically. Mm -hmm. But man, well, that's not the gospels. Like what we were taught, right? I'm just know, saying it, Jesus Himself, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really reminds me of just kind of how like abusive Christianity is that you like. It feels like it needs to break people over and over and over again. You know, just like. I guess because if you're not broken, like, why come to church? I don't know. Like, <laughs> mm. I know that I know that, that Christians are going to say, "Well, I got to be broken for God to put me back together in the right way." But that's like, that's what people who are abuse victims say. Mm. You know, like, and I'm not just saying that's kind of what abuse victims say. I'm saying like that's exactly what abuse victims say. <laughs> yeah, I was not into the these. Um lyrics yeah, yeah <laughs> on this song actually and there's a couple others as i've already shown that, that i'm not really into the lyrics yeah. on and and i think i think what i've really realized listening to this song is like because you know we've we've talked before about the whole brokenness thing you know but like just how like trauma filled my life was back then, you know, like because you have to be broken over and over again, like every, every Wednesday night, got to break some people, you know, like, <laughs> especially if we're going to, if we're, if we're doing, you know, youth camp, man, we got to break everyone. Oh you know? yeah. Youth so, camp big time. Right. You know, it's just like, 
every moment was was overly dramatized or something like that, you know, because it's like every moment was the moment when something important might happen, but not like fun important, but like, am I, am I, am I an empty enough vessel? You know, am I, am I, am I enough? Not me. (laughs) Yeah. To, to, to receive God when he, when, when he shows up. Yeah. Man, that's rough. I know. It, it it's hard because I'm thinking like especially as a teenager, right? It's yeah. such a tough part of life anyway. You're just trying to figure out like how to be a mm-hmm. human and how to get through life. And shit's hard enough anyway. You don't need extra stuff bringing you down, <laughs> making you feel even worse about yourself than you already do just naturally. Right. It, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's not a fun stuff to think back on. And again, I know this is super prevalent. Like it's like, we're picking on this, but like, oh my yeah, gosh, no. you could throw a dart and hit most albums at this time. Yeah. I feel like this is just like really raw and it, like, it, it's really there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we we we've read this stuff before, but this is one of the few. T- I I've read these these kind of lyrics before as, in this podcast and been like, oh yeah, that's what's going on. This time when I was listening to the lyrics, I was like, ugh, you know, just like it felt like I got shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. good job, Doug. I guess. Um, no wait, this is not. I don't think oh, this, this is this Doug is, on this one. Um, sorry, this is a uh, what's this his is name? Mike. Mike. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this one? No. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to track three, A Girl Named Actually. I, I don't know. What do you think, Clifton? If there had to be like a single on this album, I think it'd be this one probably. Yeah. I mean, this is the one. This was on, um, I think, is is it on the brown comp or is it on one of the monkey comps? It's, it's on something else. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is so you, this one. Yeah, if you've heard anything off this album, you've probably heard this one. Just the drums kind of kick into the full band, and it's. Can we listen kinda, to that? Yeah, start it off because it's got a nice beginning. Okay. Yeah, you know it's it's really nice, and it's. It moves pretty quickly into the verse and Doug starts singing. And then when it goes to the chorus, it's back to loud. And it's the same kind of thing as that first song. He's like, where are you going? It's just like on top of the loudness. It fits really well. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's nice. This one actually does repeat the chorus multiple times. It's a little bit more of a steady song structure through this Mm -hmm. one. It's also just like super, it's obviously energetic, but it also has a lead guitar to it, which the other, the other two songs have kind of a lead thing going on, uh, but this one has a real lead. And I think that's one of the things that makes it between the energy, the energeticness of it, the drums and the lead guitar, I think is what really sets this song apart. Yeah. And the vocals. The song is really good. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like long enough. Yeah. You know, it's the right length. It's a really, yeah, it's a really nice song. 
and you're right. I like it's kind of kind of this bridge part with this nice little lead guitar yeah. over it. And it's funny because lyrically, it's like four lines long. It's like the shortest song <laughs> on the album lyrically. He just keeps yeah. repeating the same thing over and over, but it really works. And musically, it's actually really simple too. The opening, that opening part is just C, G, and F. And then the chorus is just A minor and F, which is just like standard punk chord, like chord structure. It's nothing mind blowing. <laughs> but let's listen to the, uh, this kind of like, false ending it has at one point. Part of that lead guitar sounds really messy, and other parts of it sound really well planned. It's 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 very curious to me. Yeah, it's a really good song. I yeah. I like it. This is kind of peak this version of Roadside, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. Before they kind of have some membership changes and all that. Um, <laughs> can I read the lyrics since they're so? Yeah, short? let's do it. He says, "Hate. Why don't you think about it? Words were lost, and you thought about it." Where are you going? Let's wait and find out what's between you and me. <laughs> so I got to admit, like for however many years I've been listening to this album a little bit, I never got that they were saying hate. I always thought they were saying, hey, why don't you think about it? it it's yeah, it's because it fits more <laughs> with the song, right? Because yeah. it's literally the first word he says. What's going to make yeah. more sense? Hey or hate? Um, right. But I'm really close. Listen, he is saying hate. Right. Hate. Why don't you think about it? Like, why don't you think about hate? Uh, right. Like, I don't. So, after thinking about this for a while, is this song about a fight? Maybe. And, like, what is. Is, is the fight the what that is between you and me? Like, a disagreement or something like that, you know? Like, because it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, especially the where are you going? Let's wait and find out what's between you and me. That almost sounds like a a weird love song kind of thing, you know? Right. But then the first two lines are hate. Why don't you think about it? Words were lost and you thought about it. Maybe there there's, he's saying like, you came at me with a bunch of hate, but why don't you think about it first? Like, you know, if you think about it first, you won't say those words. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I, I could see it multiple ways. Yeah. And then does it have anything to do with the song name? A girl named Actually? I don't know. I, I will say Roadside, more than probably almost any band, period, is really good with song titles. Yes. That I think Jeez. most of the time have nothing to do <laughs> with the song, but they come up with some great ones. And this is one of them. A girl named yes. Actually, like, what? Yeah, I don't know. The girl named Actually kind of 
is a little bit dissonant in my head these days because of the actually uh, meme, you know? Mm, right. Uh, and it's always a guy doing the actually part, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to skip the next song. Even though there's screaming in it. Yeah, I know, I know. But I thought <laughs> I liked it on Seed better. But I do want to talk a little bit, not too long, about number five, Prozac Princess, which probably All has right. the best song title on this entire album. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I honestly, I don't love a lot of this song. It, it's kind of... yeah. It starts with undistorted strumming. The drums come in kind of with toms and vocals. It it's during the beginning. It's a little bit more of a standard song structure. He this is a lot more words than a girl named Actually. This is for Doug. This is kind of a long song lyrically. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, it's a little bit more of a standard structure for him. But what I really wanted to talk about with this song is the ending. Good. Because it That's completely the only important part. changes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm wondering if you could play around like maybe 405. It gets really quiet okay. there and then gets real loud after that. Yeah, so it's funny because even I've heard the band members say like, okay, this era Roadside Monument, this first album, doesn't really sound like anything we did later. It's like a different <laughs> band. I'm like, no, this That's part right true, here though. sounds a lot like later Roadside Monument, yeah. I think. And that is some dark guitars. Yeah. <laughs> and I I just love, it just switches so quickly from that mm-hmm. little, like he just plays a couple little notes dun, that are different dun. and then boom. Yeah. Yeah, so that to me, that's the most interesting part of this song. And I just remember driving around kind of like you, and, and this came on, and I was like, oh, this sounds <laughs> a lot more like Other Roadside to me. Yeah. A lot yeah. more. I agree. I'm glad that's all you want to talk about with this song, because most of my notes for this song are how boring it is. Yeah, I'm not, I'll be honest, too. And I listened to it a few times, thinking maybe something will get come to me on this one, but um, yeah, it didn't. So, <laughs> But I love that part. Cool. Let's move. Oh, do you want to talk about the, the, the lyrics? I mean, <laughs> they're he weird. Let's say his laundry's undone. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and, and, up, up to you. <laughs> I just wanted to note that uh, the first line is first two lines are hesitate. Reluctance is a downfall, but he pronounced it as reluctance. C is a downfall. And I was like, okay, Daniel Johnson making up, <laughs> making up syllables at the end of words. <laughs> He also uses the line, he also says the line, pinnacle yourself again. And I wasn't aware that pinnacle could be a verb. 
Mm, yeah, it's got some <laughs> weird stuff going on, right? Yeah, yeah. And he says, if I could, I would be a butterfly underwater or in the sky. Or in the sky. I advise the sky park because butterflies are yeah, not die. built for underwater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We could skip ahead. All right. So you originally wanted to do the next song, Lobbyist, which I was looking forward to, but then you changed it to Greek Tragedy, song number eight, which is fine. But <laughs> Lobbyist is a good song, so everyone should go listen to that. Okay. And we could talk a little about it if you want. It's I just, fine. I was re-listening to it again, and you know, it's like, you know what? I think I like this song more. So Really? Sorry. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Tell us about it, Jay. So we're skipping all the way to Greek Tragedy number eight. Is that acoustic guitar at the beginning of this, Clifton? I th- I think I turned it up really loud, and I think so. At first, I thought it was just like an electric guitar with nothing turned on, but I think it is an acoustic guitar. It's um, it's funny because you could have left out this whole intro part until yeah, about first 40, forty seconds because it could have started <laughs> when the band comes in, and maybe if right. they did it live, they did it that way. It's just I don't know. It's got that nice jangly '90s sounding distortion kind of during the verse. It does, and then I just like the sound of the chorus again <laughs> with i'm a wreck the way he says that kind of over yeah the music can we listen to that part I just think it's yeah. actually pretty melodic for Roadside right there. Um, and again, it's another example of him just saying something that I'm not sure what he's talking about, but it works. <laughs> There's yeah. probably a lot of times, though, everyone could say I'm a wreck at some point in their life. Um, sure. You know. And, and like the early part, the, the, the verse there, you know, underline, undermine, whatever that is in there, that could be like driver eight, you know? <laughs> mm, yeah. But then the the chorus is definitely Roadside Monument. This, this, to me, it's just a weird song. It's kind of all over, all over the place. Yeah, so I, I wanted to talk about, he kind of fades just to the bass in the yes. middle of the song. Which is fun. Does, and does he make a mistake? Did you hear this? If you could play around <laughs> 228, I was listening to his yeah. bass line, and I don't know if he's just getting too noodly and weird, or if it's actually a mistake. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, it's very noodly, isn't it? I think this part sounds creepy. So, that's very roadside monument. 
Yes, again. <laughs> I put the same thing in my notes. I was like, okay, this sounds exactly like what you think of when you think of Roots and Money. Yes. But it got it went from like that I'm a wreck is kind of this, you know, fairly poppy, yeah. almost happier sounding mm, chorus. I wouldn't say happy, but poppy. Okay. And then you have that weird bass line, and then it just gets into creepy weird, I think, with that like whatever the <laughs> hell they're saying in the background. And I know we tried to decipher it. We did. And it like I don't know if you had any more luck. It's no, but really I'll go ahead and hard. play it here for everyone. So I'm gonna do the same thing again where I take everything down but the vocals for this part. So everything's still there, but I've turned it down quite a bit and the vocals are all the way up. Wash out the dust, whispering by shape of Wash off the dust. Stewart Jolly Roger Olive. Gonna take the red. Pretty sure he's not saying Jolly Rancher there. I, I just don't know. That is, but come on, that's creepy sounding, right? Oh, like, it is. It's yeah, great. like if somehow that came <laughs> on, like if I was at home and somehow the power got cut, but then then like that <laughs> came out, like that suddenly came on out of the corner or something, it would scare the shit out of me. Like it's just, yeah, it, it gets very creepy sounding, but then I love how at the end it just gets really loud again and those really yeah. aggressive drums, like it's, it's nice. It is very nice. I, I, I really like that part. I agree. Do we want to try to make sense of any other of the other lyrics? <laughs> well, again, it's called Greek tragedy, which may right. have nothing to do with the meaning of the song. You never know. We can try. He says, underline, undermine, don't you feel fine? There is no bind. Tear it apart and let's dine. <laughs> I'm a wreck. I think we've settled nothing. I'm a wreck. You've said your piece. So let me live in it. He says, you've rehearsed your burden three years with tape in my mouth. Your request has been denied. Be in it and just confide. Uh, Definitely about a fight, right? I mean, it feels like a lot of his songs could be about a fight. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he's saying, all right, you really let me have it there. You know, can I just, can you leave me alone for a minute? I'm, uh, I'm having a hard time dealing with this. Three years with tape in my mouth. That one in really stands mouth, out. Not yeah. on my mouth. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Gotta be about a relationship fight. I assume so. It would make <laughs> sense, but I don't know. All right. <laughs> I'm going to skip nine unless you want to talk about the music. That's the one I read at the beginning, boasting a weakness, which the lyrics are really cringy. I think like no. by far the cringiest on here. And honestly, it sounds weird too. I remember when I was just listening to this, like doing the dishes or something, and I hear that come over, like spiritual warfare surrounds me. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, it just doesn't even, like, it just stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah. As you're listening to this. Yeah, I agree. Last song, though, number 10, Mothered Others. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it starts with just one guitar. Same line gets repeated by the bass. Whole band comes in. I really kind of like this song because of the shifts that happen. Mm-hmm. It's fairly quiet, but I love it at around a little bit after two minutes where it 
shifts into this really nice, I think, sounding guitar part. So I don't know if we could play play some of the beginning or play that shift. Honestly, the first like when when it shifts like that, the first 10, 15 seconds of that might be the some of the best on the whole album. Like yeah. it just sounds so nice, and he's got that little bit of a lead guitar going over mm-hmm. that, just kind of noodling around. I I don't know. I really like it. I agree. Like isolated in there, it sounds really good, but the whole song to me is just eh, it gets it gets old to me. Fair, fair. I'm with you. It's not it's not my favorite, but I love that part, and I kind of like. Just some of the shifts later it gets really mm-hmm. loud. There's even a little bit of yelling later on. I just don't know what he's saying. Um, you know, and then finally at the end, it just kind of falls apart, like on purpose, which I think is kind of a fun way to end the album. This is what it sounds like when you feed a chorus back into a chorus. <laughs> Not that, that's just feedback. I mean, do they drag it out too long? Yes, probably. But like you hear that, you know there's not going to be some hidden track. That's it. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, no encore. And, which I kind of just like the way they end with that. You're right. It, it is a great way to end the album. Yeah. So, again, the song is a little meandering. It's not my favorite, but I love that one clip we played, and it's nice. Yeah. I'll read you the lyrics. This one might be a little more clear. See what you think. He says, did you ever wonder why your addiction was causing you some pain and affliction? Because you never looked that way. Hold back if I can't explain some comfort for your pain. Seasonal dependency, a mere replacement unforgotten treasure stored away for retirement because you never made your bed. Okay, Jordan B. Peterson. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Clifton. <got> harsh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, what'd you think overall, Jay? You know, yeah, I liked it a lot more than I remember liking it. And there's some real, like, highlights, I guess. Yeah. You know, there's real, some real high points in this album that I like. Probably the only song that I think is pretty solid the whole way through is a girl named actually, mm-hmm. but I love some of those other parts we pointed out on. This. I think the first three songs are pretty solid overall. That's fair. That's a pretty good one, two, three to start yeah. off with. And then we kind of meander a little bit. Yeah. Which is probably, which is probably the weakness of this album is that it's, it's a little, it's a little hit or miss with me and the bad parts aren't bad. They just get overindulgent or boring, you know? When I was listening to some interviews with Doug, he basically said we weren't <laughs> like fully ready and we kind of yeah. just had some ideas going to the studios and some rough structures and we knew we'd had to flesh it out. He said they did have like maybe a week or 10 days, like they had a little bit of time, so they weren't mm-hmm. super stressed. But I think, you know, I really like like that first seven inch especially that song my life is green and i think maybe they had that more down when they went in to record it and yeah kind of at this point not as much one thing that i know happened is is some of the guys like moved a little bit and so like one lived in tacoma one lived somewhere Mm -hmm. like north of town and so just getting together to practice i know was starting to be an issue around this time and so i'm thinking there may be like they're just not playing as much together they haven't got as many song ideas. And so, yeah, I think there's some kind of stuff on this that's weaker than it should be. But yeah. that being said, I liked it a lot more than I remember liking it. Me too. So yeah. it was fun to listen to. Did not. Some of these albums are brutal and it's <laughs> god awful to go back and listen to it. This was not one of those. Yes, I agree. What do you think of the name Roadside Monument? <sighs> it's not my favorite, but it's definitely not the worst either yeah i don't know i think it kind of it kind of works um yeah for this style but i think even more and maybe that's just because i associate with more and what they became kind of more like math rocky like (laughs) real weird yeah stuff i don't know i think it fits this style more oh interesting okay um it's definitely like an emo sounding name but not like um I don't know. It could be much worse. There's some names you look back on now and you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> this is one It's still like, okay, you know. I think it's a simple and effective name. I mean, it's, it's something that everyone has in their head, but it's not in your head in a, in a sense that you would go to it for a band name. So, like, it's not like there's a thousand bands out there that are called this, you know? Yeah. So, I, I think it's effective and it's simple. And I don't know. I think I, I, I also think there's something just kind of a little endearing about it, you know, in, in the sense that roadside monuments are also endearing. You know, it's like a forgotten time of the 50s when people like lived in a little bit of a leisure or something like that, you know, and they like stopped on the side of the road instead of just driving as fast as they can from one place to another. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. Supposedly he thinks it was hard to remember, but he thinks he saw this written on like in a bathroom stall at some huh. like real dingy divey bar they played at. And it was written. He thinks maybe it was even a band like the roadside monuments or something. Oh. I don't know, but he was like somehow 
that's where they got the idea for the name. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cover art, what'd you think? I mean, for this style, sure. Like, Yeah, it, it is works. very emo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love it. I don't think it stands out nearly like their other albums, especially well, Eight Hours Away From Being a Man, but... That's, that's iconic, though. Yeah, that's a very good one. But it works for this, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's very reminiscent of, like, the Recess Theory album cover or or a Branston album cover, something like that, even though those came later. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Well, one thing, and I don't know if you remember this, but it's, this was kind of like the, the paper it was printed on was not oh, yeah. glossy. It was no, that it's more c- like the page of the lion EP, you know? Yeah. Like, or, um, yeah. driver eight was the same way. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just a thing tooth and nail was doing at the time. I actually am not sure that style worked for this. It just seemed a little yeah. weird with the colors hmm. and stuff, but I thought it worked really well. I thought, cause whenever you do that, it's going to mute the colors a little bit and I kind of liked it. All right. Okay. We're opposite on all this stuff, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's fine. This is one I know we don't have the CD in front of us, but I remember it's yeah. pretty simple packaging. There is a poem on the inside, and if oh. you'd like for me to read it to you, this is yeah. like this is like roll your eyes emo, oh. like oh my okay. god, let's do it. And I googled lines to make sure. I think it's really from them. I tried to see if it was quote like they quoted something else and just didn't give it yeah. credit, but I think this is the only place you'll find this. So um, here we go. From the turbulent waters of nihilistic passion to the cool serenity of forlorn beauty, space and time are a continuum lost and held before the passing of a breath. The only signs of certainty are wrapped in cellophane and transported to a decaying mass of prodigals. They are fueled by love, striving in the ancient rebirth and speaking its poetry, art built on a foundation fastening it secure and adding the precious gems of its luster. It's the language of a generation screaming in the darkness, resting in childhood slumber, nightmares of reaching out in vain, and then in quotes, a bruised reed he will not break for the chorus of the injured and the melody of the, the, sorry, and the melody of the inflicted are on their lips. Okay, (laughs) fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, so overly dramatic. Right. I mean, come on. I don't know. Whatever. Um <laughs> I mean again, it fits with the album title, it fits with all this. It's fine, but just pretty funny. Yeah. All right, Jay. Well, what whatever happened to these guys? Well, Clifton, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Because after this album, they really shift quite a bit. Todd is busy with the family. So Jonathan Ford, formerly of Mr. Bishop's, Mr. Bishop's Fist out of Tulsa, he had moved to Seattle a little bit before that and kind of told Doug at some point, like, hey, if you ever need a bassist, let me know. Well, it just so happened that later <laughs> they do need one. And so he joins. And then the drummer, Joel having some health issues is not able to tour and he's basically like why don't you ask matt johnson to play the songs because you guys practice at his house he already knows them plus he's a really good drummer so he joins ends up becoming a permanent member and so now it's a four piece and they continue on that way for a while and, and evidently they wrote like some of the songs that i really like like off the split with puller off that i'm your biggest fan 
or not I'm your biggest fan, the Don't Forget to Breathe compilation, all that yeah. during this time period. But tensions built, and as you've, you could probably tell by the lyrics we read, right, between um, Mike and kind of the rest of the band, and Mike's, you know, a little more Christian. He's the one doing those lyrics that are very Christianese than the other three. And anyway, at some point, they're playing a show and they have to cut their set short. I, I think the other band went over, something happens, and so they end up cutting out Mike's songs. And that was it. He threw down his, his guitar and quit on the spot. <laughs> so they just kind of continued on as a three-piece and evolved into like a more experimental or like post-rock, math-rock yeah. type sound. And like I said, they, they put out a song on that really amazing Don't Forget to Breathe compilation, which is like so good. You should it's really, it's kind of out of print, but it's worth tracking down. They put two songs on a split with Puller. Then they put out another full length called Eight Hours Away from Being a Man. They did a split with Frodus. And then their final release, I'm the Day of Current Taste, came out in 1998. And they had basically already almost broken up by the time that album mm-hmm. actually came out. So all this happens pretty quickly. Yeah, I it's mean, like three years. Right. Boom, 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 boom. That's one thing I really like about this band is they release like seven inches singles, like it was kind of fun back in the day to like when you really like a band to have to track down mm-hmm. other things on a seven inch or on a comp or something. It wasn't just straight on the album. I know today that like you just pull up their Spotify or whatever, and it's got all the singles. It's got everything. <laughs> so there's not the fun of trying to track it down, but right back in the day, that was really fun. But anyway, back to them. So I think what happened is Jonathan left the band to be in Pedro the lion. For a little bit and he actually helped record that kind of iconic it's hard to find a friend album oh, yeah. played bass on that he moves out to chicago for a little bit and lives with jesus people usa then he formed the band unwed sailor and that is still going to this day <laughs> in fact i think they Very just cool. put an album out this year yeah. um and after this band we, Doug, saw, we saw them in prague we did we saw them in prague back in 2006 yeah. i saw them Cross open Club? for me without you in philly and 2021 nice i'll probably see him again if he keeps going (laughs) so yeah it's pretty cool he just has continued to put out really solid music after this band doug was in a band called raft of dead monkeys (laughs) with some of the guys from 90 pound wuss Uh, i think matt was actually in it for a while and doug has a new band now called calm collapse that just put out an album in the fall i believe it's it's actually pretty good and you can kind of see if you listen to that an evolution of maybe roadside into that a little bit, mm-hmm. at least with like Doug's guitar playing and stuff. Like, I think if you like later roadside, you'd like calm collapse. It's maybe a little more metal, but it's mm-hmm. similar. And then finally, I'm, I know Matt did some other musical stuff, but he was also involved with Mars Hill church in Seattle, which I know probably everyone's heard about because of that rise and fall of Mars Hill, that other podcast, <laughs> the church basically imploded because of Mark Driscoll and, you know, him being a complete asshole, but Matt was even on staff for a little bit. He's got a really good write-up about it that we can link to. I've got it in my show notes, just kind of about his time there. And it's called 17 years at Mars Hill life after disillusionment. And so, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what he's up to today, but I know that they're all still playing music because roadside has gotten back together a a few times. I think there was Mm -hmm. a reunion in 2002 at Cornerstone. They played a show in 2017 in Seattle, and then they played Furnace Fest last year in 2022. So it would really not surprise me to see them play again together at some point. Well, awesome. Awesome. 
what 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 should we do for the next episode, Jay? I have no idea, Clifton. What do you want to do? I think we're doing Patreon. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you ask me that again? <laughs> what do you want to do for the next episode, Jay? Oh man, Clifton, we are staying with Tooth and Nail Seattle, yeah. mid to late nineties, and we're gonna do Pedro the Lion's whole EP. Oh man. I don't I'm not I'm not I'm not sure if I'm excited about this or 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 terrified about this because this is it's a big one for me. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know that feeling. Uh it'll be fun to yeah. do though. At least yes. you will not mind <laughs> listening to it to prep no. for this. No, no, it's well, it might hurt. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. There might be some pain wrapped up in there as well. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Your Music Saved Us. If you enjoyed your time with us, please leave us a review or share this episode. Visit patreon.com slash ymsu to contribute and get extended episodes. Visit our website, visit our website, yourmusicsavedus.com to find out all the ways to listen. We're on Twitter, not so much Instagram, and a little bit YouTube, yes, and Facebook mostly. Join our Facebook group or follow us to keep up with the latest or interact with us. Send complaints and disagreements to yourmusicsavedus at gmail.com. And the music in this episode is the work of Roadside Monument and is used with apologies, not permission. And I know Roadside is still selling some stuff. I know they had some t-shirts up for sale online for a while and some of their stuff got re-released on vinyl. So go out, find it, and buy it. Is it Bandcamp or do they have a website? (sighs) Should have been more prepared. Don't see it on Bandcamp unless it's like not under roadsidemonument.bandcamp.com. The Frodo's EP is on here though. Okay. It's somewhere. Check their what I know they have a, a Facebook page. Check that. They do have a Facebook page. They post they post pictures on there all the time. It's pretty great. Yep. Alright. Thanks everybody. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs>